Welcome to Spectral Chatter with your hosts, Nick West and Chris Thurman. Let's get to the show. <laughs> Welcome to Speckled Chatter. I'm Chris. And I'm Nick. Tonight we're going to review and go over five locations each that we want to check out. Uh, what's yours, Nick? <laughs> I figured you'd be wanting to know that. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so... Yeah, so the five locations I thought that you know, these are locations that you can actually go as a paranormal investigator to visit. There's a lot of locations I would love to go to, just purely because of the, you know, uh, myths and legends about it. But most of them you can, are not able to just go to and investigate. In fact, you a lot of these you have to know someone who knows someone or start off a get some fandom and shit uh, stuff like that going on so it's just a lot of uh, so these are the five that uh, you can go and visit right now so one is uh, Hillview Manor which is in Newcastle Pennsylvania um, it was formerly known as the Lawrence County home for the aged and then you know it uh, it transitioned Oh, at that time when it was known for that, it was uh, uh, housed uh, people with uh, low income as well as mentally disabled. Uh, then it moved up in about 1926 to just being for mentally disabled, uh, severe d uh, destitute or elderly without any family, as well as the mentally ill. Uh so it originally got started with uh, Mr. and Mrs. Snyder and their family lived there for a while and with just 12 staff and and about in the 60s they got into uh, they started renovating into uh, into a, like a skilled nursing center so specifically for mentally ill and the elderly uh, back in the 70s it was changed to, to Hillview Manor and this place is very interesting because it has like a slew of paranormal activities that anyone would want to find. Like, yeah, it has, uh, you know, full body apparitions, phantom voices, shadow people. You can grab EVPs, uh, ghost uh, touching you, uh, unexplained noises, such as like a piano going off. There's a, still a piano up in the cafeteria area on the second floor and one of the wings and uh, every now and then people have been reporting hearing the piano keys go right off so you know you'll find a slew of you know just a big old cornucopia of paranormal activity sitting right there and with the history and the age and the fact that there was uh, allegations of incompetency or mis uh, misuse of funds you know, so like anything back in the early 30s, 40s, you know, with mentally ill and stuff like that, there were a lot of uh, uh, not so kindly treated people. 
at the location. So you will find a whole bunch of that sort of activity. Uh, my next one is the Overturned Bridge. Uh, it's over in Sc uh, West Dumberton in Scotland. Now this oh, one's an interesting flies? one. <laughs> interesting one. I don't want to fly. What was that? What was that? <laughs> I don't want to go flying. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I mean, well, it's interesting, but because of several things. Uh, this is the famous uh, dog suicide bridge. So, if you uh, ever heard the stories of, you know, a location where dogs will just jump off and kill themselves, this is that bridge that they're most likely talking about. Uh, yeah, the bridge is uh, about 50 feet high, and it goes off into a small creek with not a lot of water. Uh it got finished back in 1895 as part of the construction. And for some reason, the uh, dogs have been leaping off and killing themselves and dying. Uh, with And there's been uh, people speculating as to why that is. One of them uh, from a canine uh, psychologist, uh, Dr. Sands, he states that the because of the way the foliage looks, if you look at the bridge, those bushes that kind of conceal the railing, and it kind of makes it blend into the background with the big forest before a winding curve. And he thinks that the dogs are seeing that as a flat plane of view, so when they see something wrestle in the bush, they go take jump off, or go through the bush, jump off, and leap to their death. Uh, he also throws in that there's a mink uh, scent around there, which dogs really love to, are attracted to. Now, there is a big problem with that, is that there is no minks in that area. And number two, the, some of the areas that the dogs are jumping off of are not near the bush. They're actually going onto the bridge and jumping off, as many people have reported. Uh, one even reported that there was a dog that jumped off the bridge survived the land, uh, fall, came, uh, walked back up, and jumped off again. So, it's, I have no idea what's causing it. A lot of people don't. Uh, there's only a few speculations as what the most likely possible one is. Uh, but there was also another uh, report back in the 90s, actually, of a man who threw his two-week-old son off the bridge himself. Uh because he believes it's like his son was recording as a devil or something like that. Uh, then he himself tried to throw him off the bridge. Uh, throw himself off that bridge. He actually survived that one. And uh, then, you know, later tried to commit suicide in other ways. But So there are some other people who have actually tried. But that was the most uh, recent report of it. There's some other folklores or people uh, jumping off that bridge themselves to for commit suicide just because 50 foot landing is one heck of a drop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my third one is called the Manger Hotel. That's in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, 
So this one is another one that has got a lot of history with it. Uh, it was opened back up in 1859. Uh, it started off as just a small hotel for passerbyers. Then uh, the Civil War broke out, so it was used to help out with the soldiers and uh, also for medical space. Uh, it, uh, during its short period of time between there, it was also renovated dozens of times throughout there. Uh, and opening up to, to what's now a nice big grand place. It, and I think it started off with only like room for 25 and now it hosts over 300 rooms. So, and that was even during periods of rough times where they almost went bankrupt. It's also been sold multiple times too. Uh, from the original people who owned it, who uh, the owner died, back to the one of the carpenters who helped originally transform it into a much larger plaza to who owns it now. Uh, but there's also been a lot of actually uh, a lot of famous spirits uh, been seen at the, uh, through there. Uh, supposedly around 32 different spirits. Uh, some of the, you know, some of the guests actually include former presidents, uh, like, uh, Uly uh Ulysses Grant, uh, Theodore Roosevelt, Woodrow R Wilson, uh, Harry Thurman, Richard Nixon, Ronald Reagan, uh, you know, and, uh, there's a lot of other, uh, more famous people shown out there. Uh, but one of the more famous ones is called a lady called Sally White. Uh, and Rick, well, there's two actually, uh, Richard King and Sally White. Sally White's the more famous one and, uh, that's more commonly reported. Uh, basically she was a maid who was there and her husband accused her of cheating and when she went home to go at her end of the first shift, he was, uh, he slashed her and she managed to make her way back to the hotel where they put her up to stay, where she died of her wounds at the hotel three days later. And the guy who, her husband, came there and they, uh, I think he actually tried to kill himself too, shortly afterwards. But the, the Sally White Ghost is, you know, she's the most famous one. Uh, oh, sorry, no. He threatened to kill her at, her at the house and then attacked her at the hotel where she died of her wounds two days later. Uh, and the hotel actually paid for her funeral, which was, at, the co at that time, was a cost of $32. Which is, uh, I think they, when they did the inflation, it was like... $64,000 now. Of course, that was back in 1876. So, uh, she's, you know, been seen to be carrying around like a little towel and wearing all white, uh, wearing a white, you know, maid's outfit. Uh, you know, primarily they see her at night, of course. Uh, and then trying to think I had a location where she was mostly seen in case anyone wanted to go see her uh, third floor um, yeah it just, I apparently 
apparently I didn't even include which wing it was, but there's a it's on the third floor of the main building. Uh, the other one, which uh, was Richard King, uh, he used to own one of the largest ranches in the world. And he is seen actually in the King's Ranch Room. Uh, this was his old room where he used to st uh, stay frequently and everything else. Like, uh, it doesn't actually say why. Oh, but he was seen walking through a wall where once was a door there, back before the remodeling. Uh, and, you know, this building is also adjacent to the Alamo, so there's a lot of spirit activity over in the Alamo. Uh, you know, so you can assume there would be a lot of spirits also visiting from there as well. Uh... That's all I really got for that one, so let's go on to the uh, the next one, which is the Gettysburg, which is, you know, battle uh, the battlefield of Gettysburg. You know, this one's very famous for ghost activity. Uh, people have unknowingly captured it while just viewing the location, you know, being trying to capture a little bit of history while they're there, and, you know, as they're panning around, they see a ghostly figure walking across as an old soldier wounded or not wounded or just a random apparition just being there which is you know you know great for anyone who wants to get into paranormal and wants to actually try to find something without having to you know at least capture something without having to stay multiple locate uh, stay multiple nights multiple times great place to start off with and you know as gate you know Gaysburg is very historical we got you know it's time school all the all that stuff so I don't really need to go into that one too much but it's just a fantastic area and everyone who goes there says they could feel the heavy denseness of it like there's a heavy pressure and most people who have that sort of feeling you know they uh they, you know, there's usually some sort of spirit apparition that shows up or spirit uh, spiritual activity going around. So everyone seems to, who goes there, seems to report something like that. Uh, and my final one here, which is probably a not as known location. So some of these other ones have been, you know, widely spoke about and everything else like that but this last one is called the Tahoe Biltmore Hotel it's over in Nevada uh, I think it town's called Castle Point or something like that uh, it's on the far west side of Nevada where right next to the California border uh, it's actually a three-minute walk to uh, from the border itself actually and I was watching this one group of paranormal investigators go through there and it seems to actually be quite interesting the there's not a whole lot of background history about it that I could pull up as to why it's heavily uh, infatuated with spiritual activity but out of the 108 rooms in there 
almost every single one of them has some sort of activity going on. Which is interesting. So you go to, a ho you stay at this hotel. Uh, and by the way, the the major hotel is a place you can actually stay at too, by the way. So you stay at the hotel and you just do an EVP session. You capture something supposedly from that. Or just wander around around the Victoria suite uh, wing and you'll probably see Sally's White's ghost. Uh, but the Tahoe Hotel, again, is the same thing. It, you can stay there. Uh, every room seems to have some sort of activity going on. Whether it's actually uh, Remnant Spirit or a whole bunch of trickster demons, you know, not really too sure. But, you know, people have always reported seeing someone walking into a room, hearing a bang in a room that's not occupied. Uh, you know, you'll have, you know, you'll have these sort of interesting uh, experiences while being there. So... And the place actually looks great, the, you know, and uh, there's some other not accessible areas that are supposedly have paranormal activity nearby that uh, some a uh, couple of the ghost uh, ghost investigators I have seen, uh, they'll actually been allowed to visit. Uh, like there's this property next. Uh, building next door to it and I don't know why they haven't renovated it or anything else like that but it's like a five minute walk or something like that from the building and there are weird activities that happen there such as EVPs um, objects being picked up and thrown not just moved but actually picked up off the floor and thrown such as a doorknob that's laying on the ground there it was actually uh, was laying on the ground by a doorway and was thrown and landed on a door a good five feet away. Uh, a board that was uh, laying on the ground in one direction was completely picked up and tossed across the room. So a lot of you know, poltergeistic activity, I guess is the best way to describe it in that area, which is not too far away from the hotel itself. And the area that it lays on is actually uh, has a lot of limestone in it, which can explain uh, some of the activity. As you know, uh, some of the minerals such as limestone uh, store energy, and that energy can be released at a later point in time. Uh, so those are my top five locations I would uh, like to actually visit. Not, you know. Not just for me, but also for anyone else who's looking to get into paranormal uh, areas. Those are five areas that you could visit now, and every, you know, and do these uh, and find something. Uh, but uh, the Hugh, uh, one thing I should mention that the Hillview Manor does act, uh, paranormal tours, and you know you're allowed there from a certain time period, and you know. kind of but you're also monitored while you're there because they do have security cameras in there but for the most part you are free to roam do as you please uh, do you want to get into yours Chris or do you want to start with the, uh, the final two that we're, uh, we're going to talk about uh, I can get into my five 
uh, yeah, yeah. the first one that I want to check out, which I could have checked out earlier this year, but my car messed up and we couldn't get up there, which was the Congress Plaza Hotel in Chicago. It supposedly has the room that was inspiration for Stephen King to write the short story 1408, but the doorway's been covered over by drywall and everything else, and nobody can go into it now, but it still has the number 666 up at the top, and, like, window washers and stuff. They can actually, like, see through the curtains, and the furniture and everything is still in the little room where they were at, and that everybody's freaking out and, like, saying it's a bad room, like, suicides and just a bunch of bad energy is in that area so they all closed it off but nobody that works there now like really understands why i've watched a couple uh youtube videos with people running through and uh there's like random half doors in the walls that go up so far and nobody knows what they are it's just locked doors, like half doors, up in the side of the wall. It's really weird. Uh, you can do uh, overnights, which it's a hotel. You can get into a couple of like haunted rooms and stuff. There's been people that have had uh, knocking on the door all night. And they'll get up and go to answer it and... There will be nobody there. Uh, people have heard that, uh, uh, like uh, two people down at the base of their bed asking, are they asleep yet? That dude like left really fast out of that room. Uh, ooh. In the summer of 1916... Mining investor Morris Davis and his wife belie were believed to have formed a suicide pact when Davis was found dead in the Congress hotel room 312 of cyanide poisoning. His wife was also at death's door but alive. She claimed they had taken the cyanide by accident. How can you do that? Having confused it with Epsom salt. What? Okay. You don't take Epsom salt either. No. <laughs> Uh, a few days later, however, broken, staying at the St. Mary's Mission House on Peoria Street, she tried to throw herself out the third-story window, and was promptly sent to the psychiatric hospital. Holy shit. Yeah, it's not good. But, um, Al Capone's ghost has also been seen walking around down in the lower room, the entryway of the hotel going up to the rooms it it's a cool place that i want to check out and i, I at least want to stay in one of the rooms <laughs> uh, where as for sleeping rooms only one guest room in the south tower is reported to be haunted room 905 where the constant phone static has been bedeviled guests for years it's a cool place in history. Like, it's old. 
old creepy place. It kind of reminds me of The Shining with the hallways when you check it out on the pictures and everything. It, it's it got the Shining vibe. Uh, my second one, granted it's been on Ghost Adventures and I don't know how many other places. Uh, Bobby Mackey's Music World in Wilder, Kentucky. Uh, I've I've wanted to check it out, kind of, and kind of not, because they always said it's like the gateway and portal to hell, and I really don't want to bring that kind of crap home, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, Zach and the Ghost Adventures crew, I think season two or three, they went there and checked it out and got a bunch of evidence, but I don't know half the stories if they're even actually really true because like when you look it up there was no uh nobody i think called johanna that ever was there or anywhere near there or it was pearl i'm not sure i can't remember it's been a while uh well one of the legends anyways is uh pearl she got murdered by Scott and Alonzo. They chopped her head off and dropped it down a old, uh, like a, it used to be a butcher's place, I think. Oh, crap. Uh, they never found her head. It's like the just a giant storm drain that goes down into the water. They could never find her find her skull or anything and they hung Alonzo and Scott for the crime and they are reportedly uh, still haunting Bobby Mackey's people have been pushed uh, smacked, slapped scratched but I don't know how much of that it's actually like true because I don't trust Ghost Adventures half the time with certain stuff. That's the uh, figurine wax museum, right? Uh, huh? No. Does that have the figures of the people in it, or was that the? Uh, am I might think of a different one. I think you're thinking of a different one. This one's um. Uh, da, da, da. It's a nightclub, and honky tonk, uh, like, country bar, country western bar, in Wilder, Kentucky. Uh, load up, jeez. And that, yeah, that's one downside about some of these uh, as seen on TV, I know. sort of things is that like Ashmore Estates. That was one that was on Ghost Adventures, and they all said that there's like demon and demonic spirits there, and uh, David and uh. Crap, I'm blanking on his name. Robin. They are there constantly, and they've said nothing about it. Like, being, like, scary or demonic. David used to take care of the place when he was there. Which, I don't... I think Ghost Adventures just 
boosts that crap just to get people out in for ratings, pretty much. Uh, well, sadly, yes. Yeah. You know, their job is to, you know, sell the TV show and ratings is all that matters. That's what sucks about certain TV shows that are supposed to, like, show you that stuff and be like, oh, you you want to come here and check it out? Okay, cool. Don't, I don't know, don't sensationalize and make up stuff just because. Uh, do, do, do. Uh, folklore promoted in popular culture as the most haunted nightclub in America. Mackie claims the site was originally used as a slaughterhouse in the early 19th century and later torn down for construction of a roadhouse that took on various names such as Brisbane until he purchased it in 1978. Various urban legends and modern folklore claim that the site features a gateway to hell and is haunted by spirits including Pearl Bryan whose corpse was found in the in a field 2.5 miles from the site in Fort Thomas, Kentucky. Other legends claim Byron's murderers were Satanists who cursed the location and vowed to haunt everyone involved in prosecuting the case. There is also legend that claims a pregnant dancer named Johanna committed suicide with poison in the 50s after her father murdered her lover Robert Randall, the singer at the club, by hanging him in the dressing room. Investigations have failed to find public records of any such events, and research into property records, newspapers, and court files have failed to substantiate claims made regarding the history of the location, which I kind of figured. No connection between Bobby Mackey and Pearl Bryan's murder have been ever been established, according to science writer Sharon A. Hill. A Hill, the nightclub is often publicized with tales of murder, curses, and hauntings. However, the current circulated legend has obviously enhanced and cured additional details in the retelling over 30 plus years. Which, half of it, you can't even really figure out. I mean, you can go there and check it out and try and get answers but it, I don't know that's kind of one I want to check out just for our own enjoyment and spectacle yeah and the fact that they offer five hour investigations that you can actually do so yeah that's, that's nice uh, the other one is Pennhurst's Asylum in Chester County Pennsylvania i kind of wanted to check this one out after uh our first summit we did and um uh living dead paranormal was there and they they or well they were there for a few they had to go because they had a family uh family uh something come up i think someone passed away or was going to jp told us Cause we were kind of sad cause we actually got to kind of meet them, but they all took off. Mm-hmm. We watched the video and they, that they did for Penhurst and hearing all the kids and everything from like the stock footage, it kind of made me want to go check it out and see if there's actually 
like that much pain and hurt and suffering that was there and like try to find out and help them well, I mean it was asylum so yeah. there's probably going to be that much pain in <laughs> there. they host overnight uh, investigations there uh, where is it investigations will be begin at 9pm and run till 5am guess should arrive by 9 which is cool uh, upon arrival you can check out the uh, location they'll give you a tour of the campus led by Pennhurst paranormal expert after sunset nightly paranormal F investigators will begin their ghost hunt and are welcome to bring their own equipment or use paranormal equipment provided by Pennhurst which is kind of cool because if you I mean if you're just starting out as a team and you don't have much they're at least giving you the chance to Use some, uh, in or tools and everything else from them. Like they're not gonna just be like, "Oh well, you don't have any any gear." Sorry about that one. No alcohol permitted on premise on the premise, which is understandable. Please leave metal objects in your vehicle. Yeah, you don't want to have nothing. Don't want to be like Valeska. That was uh, that person stabbing himself. I think he had problems. <laughs> no, I think he did, actually. Yeah, more likely. Some of these people will go to these locations to harm themselves, just to be part of the history. That's weird, though. I never... I don't... I don't know. This world's weird now. All people are weird in general. <laughs> that is true. Uh, my other... Other places, another... Uh, creepy location. Uh, the Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Uh... That I think they did on Ghost Adventures too, but I think it, they weren't actually finding anything horrid there in their actual review of evidence. Uh, during the holiday season, they do a laser light show. Uh, 2019 dates will be announced here in November. It actually looks pretty cool. They got it, actually, uh, Astonishing Legends, they actually, like, uh, one of them actually went down there and checked it out with a guy that's doing a, he does the weird, like, Illinois and weird U.S. books, and he also wrote the Murdered in Their Beds book uh, from Velasca, and he's big on helping out with Waverly they've actually put in a, I think 40 or 50 windows in the upper floors so every money like all the money that goes into going to the location it gets put back into the building 
they're fixing it up, putting windows in where they need to be. And the windows aren't cheap. I think they're, I think Scott and Forrest said they were like a thousand bucks or more because they're, they're giant windows. There's um, a shadow person that's supposed to be up on, I think, third or fourth floor. If you're standing facing your, uh, the, down the hall, he'll creep up and like hover above you on the wall. They were trying to get him to come out when they were there. There's been uh, disembodied voices, just a bunch of stuff. Looks nice. Now, since they've all fixed it up, I kind of want to go during the how during the Christmas season, check it out, <laughs> see the laser light show. Twenty bucks per car. not bad I think it's I looked it up for price for investigation and it was three hundred and two dollars for three or four people which actually is not that bad considering some places are four to five depending on how many people you have The other and last location. Yeah, I want to check out is the, which it's in Alton. So we could actually check out Ashmore if we wanted to. Since it, I think that's near Alton, maybe. No, I think that's. Ashmore's north, Alton's south. Ah, I knew it was somewhere. I didn't know how close. I did it. The the McPike Mansion looks decrepit and creepy. Uh, down in Alton, Illinois. Alton's supposed to be like the most haunted, like uh location in the US but I don't, I don't put much stock into that well they have a limestone quarry down there so I mean well, potentially true they always said that in the ghost adventures and everywhere else like the stone tape theory about the uh, what was it the spirits and everything just getting like it what the hell was it I can't remember. I'm blanking. This is horrible. What are you uh, talking about with the stone tape theory? Oh, because the quarry and everything else down there. Like, it helps. It... It's like pretty much recording 
uh, on the tape. Like it's oh, oh okay so yeah. uh, you uh, so you mean how minerals and yeah uh, like will, that will absorb energy yeah. and restore that energy and release it over back. So like uh, so it's pretty much like a recurring event. They're just playing that same loop over and over instead of like being so residual hunting instead of intelligent intelligent hunting. Yeah, it'll be residual instead of intelligent. Yeah. That my brain wasn't wanting to function right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's why you know that's why we're both here. <laughs> both our brains may not function right, so at least we'll have a half a brain at some point. Be Abby normal. Yep. The uh, thousands of visitors and paranormal investigators have visited the grounds of the notorious McPike Mansion, claiming spirits still roam the property. Some claim the haunts date back to the property before the mansion was ever built with Native American ghosts and a residual from a possible underground railroad stop. Other mysterious stories include servants of the building, a cook in the kitchen, and a strange death of a woman in the bathtub. Some even believe that the, that Eleanor and Henry McPike still roam the corridors of their former home. All total, more than 11 different spirits have been experienced in the recent years. They do, uh, like, private tours and investigations, but you have to, like, schedule them by appointment only. See rates below. Excuse me. Uh, paranormal group registration, 30 per person. If you have a smaller group, a minimum of 150 is required for the evening photos of the McPike Mansion. McPike family and the mansion history will be shared. Your visit may also include a dark room session in the cellar. For your safety, only the grounds around the Mc Mansion and the mansion cellar are open for your investigation. And then McPike Mansion group tours, minimum of five people, max 30. No private tours will be scheduled during the month of October. Then they you can do field trips and stuff, like uh, employee and like company tours. That's a historical building, so it makes sense. Yeah. I mean... It'd be nice to go check that out. I kind of want to see... There's one in Macomb... That I was reading up on. It's been a while. I can't remember what it was. I think it was just like a random... House or... Uh, college dorm or something. Like off in the middle of nowhere. Like a little dirt road. But that's been like two or three years since I've read anything about that one but those are my five that I want to check out yeah those are we got some interesting locations to go to it's actually quite nice because we didn't col uh, collaborate against this and you know we didn't even find two that were the same so 
now we did uh so we got to find out we wanted to go to investigate how about that's possible to investigate i should say now there's always places that you can go or that you can't go to unless you uh you know, know someone uh like i'll start off with mine because i got a couple of them i mean they're had a whole bunch but just for time's sake we're just limited down to just a couple locations uh but my for my first one is yeah. actually alcatraz <laughs> nice. now, now they do, they do offer... offer tours there they do offer some quote-unquote uh paranormal tours during the month of october but it's big large group sessions no private stuff like that uh so you know it's not that you can't do an investigation there it's just that you may have you know you're probably going to get a lot of uh artifacts and interference from other people because they're just going through there with a recorder and going ooh ah, you know stuff like that so no official actual investigation or private investigation can be conducted there unless you know someone which you know that would be really hard to do and my other one is uh is actually brand strokes dracula uh or uh can't think of the actual name oh uh, the castle yeah the actual castle uh it's Dracula's castle, or uh, Vlad the Impaler's castle, actually, to be specific. Over in Romania. Uh, that castle does offer actual tours and stuff like that, where you can go to. They have uh, late night uh, shows and stuff like that, but no actual formal investigations. Uh, Brand, Brand's castle what it's called not brain strokes i'm thinking of the movie uh but yeah it's you know an actual place that housed vlad the impaler who was uh you know, famous for impaling his victims uh you know top uh best halloween decorations since 18 or since the 1500s so but, uh, yeah, you know, it's a very nice, the castle's very nice. They do offer private parties and stuff like that at, during the daytime, but nothing at night. So you can't, you know, book an investigation or anything else like that. Uh, you have until a certain amount of period at night to even just, you know, do regular things uh, on the grounds. So... Uh, and every year they do what's called the time tunnel. Uh, it's uh, Brand's Castle's child is uh, just a little tunnel that has a lot of. It's modernized at least. It uh, has some videos that show you things about the castle and everything else like that. Uh, so the castle itself can't really an investigation but it still has a lot of history and supposedly a lot of uh, paranormal activity there as well so 
So, uh, you got any extra ones for yours, Chris? Yeah, I got a couple. Uh, one of them is a bar here in Galesburg called Cherry Street. Uh, JP and everybody else always said it was haunted. And there's a little placard in the bar that says, This place is actually haunted. I've actually had a weird experience there. We, I didn't pay no attention to it because when it was owned by um, Lou, I sent her a message and asked her if we could go in and check it out. That's when JP and her had a little falling out. And I think she knew I was associated and knew JP. And she was like, I'm the owner. We don't let anyone in. Nothing. And then, come to find out, there was a paranormal group from Missouri that was in town that actually got to check it out and investigate it. And I was like, dude, you gotta go eat at Cherry Street. It's haunted. And I was like, asking them questions. Were you checking out? And they were like, we can't tell you till, like, post anything till the investigation's done. And I was like, oh, Go check out Cherry Street, eat there, that's haunted, and come to find out that's where they went. I was kind of miffed at Lou for doing that, but I don't care. It, oh well. And now a new owner has it, and she doesn't like Ghost Adventures, Zack, nothing. She doesn't put stock in that it's haunted, nothing. I was there with my fiancé, and we were eating. I got the burger... That they call the Roxanne, which is the name that they dubbed the spirit. I went to go take a bite of the sandwich. And I got a intense, like, taste of female perfume. And I smelt it. And then it was gone. And I'm just like, what was that? There was no females walking past me. Nothing. We were just sitting down and getting ready to eat. And... I was like, this is weird, but I don't know if she was checking on me and seeing how I like the sandwich or just coming out saying hello, but it was always said that she would turn on the jukebox and play the police, Roxanne, every time, so that's what they dubbed her name as. Uh, the other place I want to check out is the Stanley Hotel up in Colorado I mean you can rent a room and everything and they have a spot where you can do like ghost tours and everything else it's just a random random place I've wanted to check out other than that I really don't have any place I don't want to check out other than Cherry Street. That's the main one. And I can't. And I know the owner now. And it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Now, stay in the hotel. Doesn't that still have night tours? I couldn't find anything. I tried looking. I know they have tours and stuff, but I don't know if it's nightly or what. 
Let's see here. Yeah, they actually do still do uh, historical night tours. Uh, Not anything paranormal, but no, still interesting. Something you can go around. Rent out a couple of the haunted rooms and go to the night tour. Yeah, rent out a rent out a room and like uh, go to the tour. Oh, and actually the tours are actually off from different areas. So uh, the route actually varies on time, day, and year. And the tours do not go into the guest rooms or onto guest floors. Cool. So we won't actually be disturbing any guests and they won't be disturbing our investigation. Uh, it's not really an yeah. investigation. I mean, They're just little tour. tours around. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly, or not investigation. It's just like walking around, talking about different areas, storytelling. Uh, yeah, you can just take uh, opportunities to explore, ask questions, and perhaps leave a few stories of your own. Or leave with a few stories of your own. Uh, they're about 75 minutes walking tour. And they run around $25 a person. That wouldn't be, be kind of interesting still to do. Yeah. Yeah, rent a hotel room for an actual investigation <laughs> and then go to the night tour just for the storyline. That's what's cool about all these locations. There's history that you can find out. Yeah. And most, uh, that's one of the best things is that most areas. Even, you know, like your local one with the bar, there's some sort of history that goes along with it. You know, some places don't are not just, you know, and say they had paranormal activity but don't know why. Uh, excluding, you know, the local one that's nearby here for me uh, with our gym, which is uh, has paranormal activity in it, but we don't know why. Because no one's died there. Uh, before the gym was built, it used to be a residential plot, so there was houses there, but no one's died in the houses, so it was just weird. All right. Well, I think that about does it for this episode. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> this is Spectral Chatter signing off.